Hi, I'm TJ. And I'm Will. And this is Zero, Zero Quarters. Quarters here at WGWG.org, The Range. Hey, Will. It's y- nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Uh, uh, sorry I couldn't be on the show before. I was hanging out with my dad, but I'm here and I'm ready to go. And it's great to have you here. Last week, I interviewed Tyrell Maxwell and Khalil Lewis before they their big blowout versus Benedict. 45 to nothing. Khalil yeah. Lewis. Wow. Nine rushing, t- nine rushing attempts. 121 yards, no, I'm sorry, 109 yards, two rushing touchdowns as Gardner-Webb took out Benedict. And now they're record 2-3. and three. Now they play a big defense versus the Presbyterian, who is known for holding their opponents down to five r- rushing yards or less, which is Gardner-Webb is known for the run game. What's your opinion on that? Um, uh, well, I say that uh, this time uh, t- we should be open to uh, passing uh, the ball to our the right receivers. Um, and also be able to put pressure on their offense as well. Uh, if we do that, then we should be expected to win this game. It may not be easy, but we should get the job done. In fact, yes, their big defensive players are Kari Roser, Roser 21 tackles, Abina Natigasque, sorry, I'm having trouble pronouncing these, 13 tackles, and Carmen, Carmen Mack for 16 tackles. Their defense, this is their defense, and... Tyrell Maxwell and Khalil was being such a dynamic threat in the Big South. Our first Big South Conference game. Next week, they take on number 17, Coastal. And then, a few weeks later, they'll play number 8, Charleston Southern, who beat Coastal by one point last week. So, going into this game, what should be Gardner-Webb football's mindset? Um, let's, let's see. I guess, uh, the, even though we did uh, do a blowout uh, last game against Benedict, that doesn't mean we should be cocky in any way. Um, if, uh, I had to uh, make a point, it would have to, uh, be to, uh, be open uh, for anything, because uh, we're going to be playing against some pretty tough teams uh, in the next uh, few weeks, especially yes. Coastal Carolina, even if it's going to be right here in Gardner-West. Yes, and it's homecoming next week, so you definitely want to win on homecoming, and then you play Kennesaw State, who is tough, who's a little bit tougher this year than they were last year, and then you've got Charles, you've got another home game. And that ends your four-game homestand. Then you go away to play Liberty, then Charleston yep. Southern, and you finish the season with Monmouth. Yep. And right now you're two and three. You want to get your name up there in the Big South so you can be decided if you go to the FBS the Bowl. FCS. FCS. We're in the FBS, though. No, we're in the FCS. Oh. Oh, yeah, we are. Big C- <laughs> FCS one. Um, Big South. But you want to go to the FCS playoffs or be mentioned in the championship game at least. Well, right now I think we should just focus on uh, beating Presbyterian right now because if we if Gardner Webb can make it 3 and 3, then that's uh, kind of uh, good when we're going up against a ranked team. Yeah. yeah. And what's so good? You've got we've got a somewhat of a good defense with Chad Jeter and Aaron Cook. Yep. Being the leaders in that. You've got Tyrell Maxwell on offense has great players including the Donnelly wide receiver tight end his favorite target Mike Estes. Yep. So Going into this game, I think Gardner-Webb should feel confident, but strong in this game. Absolutely. And especially with everything that's going on, when with the big win over um, Elon, and then they went on a three-game skid. Now you come in saying, hey, we're ready to win. You know, we won our first of the home game stand last week. We want to prove that we're ready to play tough teams. Absolutely. It's time that Saturday that they try to make a statement uh, tomorrow when they go up against uh, their conference rivals. Now, let's talk. Let's go into women's volleyball. Volleyball lost yesterday, from what we know. They played Liberty yesterday, right? Yes, they did. What, from a women's volleyball standpoint, you've got great players like Taylor. And, and, and Casey O'Connor. Casey O'Connor. And so, 
you're on a, you're on a little losing skid here. How how do they change this? Um, uh, I would say uh, try to uh, be open to more uh, strategies. Uh huh. Um, let me see. What what where can I go with this? Um, I mean, you need more strategic plan. Yes. Strategic plan. You need to figure out. Hey, how are we losing these games? What are we doing wrong here? I mean, we lost against a team who was who had only won two games entering that game, and that was the Education Day game. Because now we're losing the conference. Yeah, because uh, we were doing because uh, the women's volleyball team were doing very good at the start of the season. Yes, they were. So, in a way, I figure you need to regroup. You gotta think, hey guys, we're losing here. What what's going? We need to get together, become strong like we were at the beginning of the season, and. Going into going into volleyball, you know, I've I've watched volleyball. I grew up watching volleyball at my old schools, and I, I understand how it works. So, you need to make sure you have a strong, tall front on the defense on the defensive side if they need to hit the ball back on the other side in order to score. And mm-hmm. so, Will, tell me about what's your forefront from what you've seen from Gardner Webb's volleyball team. What is your forefront? Um, I like how uh, they. Uh, have a uh, have like the, their uh, best uh, spikers in the front uh, you know, going at it because that way whenever the ball goes onto their side they can be able to uh, bounce it back and uh, spike it right back to their side. And now we're gonna go into soccer now. All right. All right. Men's soccer won the other day. All right. No, they lost the other day. Women's soccer won. They beat Radford. Li- Radford one to nothing. And now they go into play Liberty on Saturday. A tough one. Yes. Well, how do the women prepare for this game? Um, now, this is going to be an away game, right? This is a home. Oh, okay. Liberty's home for women. All right. So, the best advice that I could uh, give is that uh, don't crack under the pressure because Liberty is, without a doubt, a tough uh, team. And uh, the women's soccer team is going to be have to be on their A game. But we have uh, some uh, pretty... Well, Gardner-Webb has some pretty good players. We have... Um, Oh, darn it. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, shoot. Bailey. I know ba- Bailey's one of the players. Ba- Bailey. Um, Keely. But the thing is, Keely doesn't. Oh. But women's soccer has struggled on defense. We've right. seen that. I mean, well, let's just go into that. They've struggled with defense. Sorry about that. We will study soccer more. <laughs> but <laughs> that means no harm. We're sorry. But um, from what I've, I've been to the soccer games, I've seen them struggle on defense, especially, like, on the inside of the midfield. They need to, they need to like, in my opinion – they need to just gather around, figure out, hey, we need a better defense strategic. I mean, 2-3-2 two, and two is not working for us. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's their defensive plan, 2-3-2 two, two, and 1. Because yep. you have 11 players on the field. And so let's see, if you were to do 2 plus 3 is 5, plus 2 is 7, plus 3 is 10, and the goalie, 1. Yep, that's 11. So do that, how do you change up the strategic defense in order to like make it work more? Um, I guess it would have to depend on uh, the uh, uh, defensive uh, players uh, putting uh, more pressure on the offense uh, because uh-huh. you your main goal when you're on defense is to not make sure the ball goes into the goal. Now, uh, when I was at uh, Landmark, I played uh, soccer there, mm-hmm. and uh, I uh, w- and I was on defense, and uh, I just had to make sure that I stayed on the, the, the person with the ball at all times. And uh, if uh, they didn't have the ball, still be on them. Don't make, sure they're, <laughs> make sure they're not open. This, yeah. is, this is basically just like any other sport. You can't make sure the other team gets the ball. Exactly. Cross Country heads off this Saturday for an invitation. I know a few people in Cross Country are actually doing really well this year. 
But moving on, it's time to move to the big leagues outside of Gardner-Webb. Let's start with Major League Baseball. Yesterday, the Cleveland Indians hit three straight home runs against the Red Sox with their star, Red Sox star David Ortiz struggled yesterday. Now now they're down 1-0. They play again today at 4.30. What do the Red Sox need to do to get to tie this series? Um, well, this is going to be at Cleveland, right? Correct. Okay. So, uh, I know that it's tough to play uh, at a baseball game on the road, especially when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and when uh, your top player, David Ortiz, is going to retire after this season, you expect that you want to try to make a statement and win out. Um, so I would expect that uh, they just uh, practice hard and uh, just, uh, get, just uh, get the ball rolling again. Just don't take your foot off the gas pedal. Now let's talk about the Chicago Cubs. The first time they've won more than 90 games since 1908 this season. That, that, that's pretty crazy. They went through a struggle. They went through a drought. And now, you're the most known team right now in the Major League Baseball, winning 106 games. And now, uh, a, and now they're a favorite to win the World Series. Exactly. So, what do you, with so much pressure going into this, oh my goodness, we've won the most games since 1908. Oh my goodness, we're championship favorites. We can't blow this now. What pressure strives into the Cubs? Um. Well, I would say uh, that... Uh, even though they have won more games than any other team in the major league, this is something that they shouldn't like get to their head. Exactly, because it doesn't matter. You never know. It's like some team with only eighty wins or seventy wins could come up and beat you from out of nowhere. I'll take an example. Back in two thousand and four, the Braves were down three to nothing, and I'm trying to remember who were, was it. The Rangers they were playing. Um, I believe so. And they came back. They were not projected to come back, and they came right back. Let's take the Red Sox and Yankees a long time ago. Back in 2000s. Oh, yeah. Yankees and Red, the Red Sox came right back when the Yankees were predicted to dominate and move on. The Red Sox came right back. So you never know what could happen. Anything can happen in the Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. It's the majors. It's not like college baseball where, oh, my goodness, we're losing badly. We can't, there's no way for us to come back. And you never, or like, you, this isn't like, oh, we're the best team. No one can beat us. You never know what could happen. It's like the NFL. You never, like, one team could do great one week and the other team. I just, re- week, I just realized that this playoffs is sort of like, the year of the underdogs, because you have teams like Toronto, the Cubs, um, the Indians, the Red Sox, who don't uh, who do well every now and then, um, and you have the Rangers. Uh, all these teams you wouldn't expect to be in the playoffs, but sure enough, here they are. Awesome. And it, look, then the Rangers and Tigers, if I'm not mistaken, was that was the Rangers and Tigers played yesterday? Rangers and Blue Jays. Rangers and Blue. Oh, the Rangers and Blue Jays. Yes, that's become that's about to become a rival now. That's especially what, with brawls breaking out between them. Yeah, with Jose Batista and uh, I forgot the other Ranger. The um, Ranger's name is, but there uh, was a huge fight uh, at second base, and all the benches from both sides came charging out the field, and they were trying to splitting it up and. It just turned into mayhem. It was almost like uh, the fight that the Yankees and Red Sox had back in 2003 or 2004. Yeah. When Pedro Martinez was still with Boston. Yes, and you've got to put aside your difference. You, if you let anger fuel in this, it's, I'll, I'll have another example. The Warriors and the Clippers in the NBA, right. they hate each other. And mm-hmm. whenever they play each other in the playoffs, someone gets smacked in the face and a little brawl breaks out. Now, now you look at the Rangers and Ti- and I say Tigers, Rangers and Blue Jays, <laughs> the Rangers and Blue Jays, and it's becoming heated between them. And now you expect, oh, this will be a good game. They really hate each other. They want to beat each other. But in a way, 
it distracts them from the game. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree with that? I would uh, say so, because whenever you're in a rivalry, you, your one goal is to, of course, beat the other team uh, and uh, prove that you're the dominant rival. Yeah. And so now we move from the majors. We'll talk about more Major League Baseball players. We're going to start with now NBA. Talk a little NBA real quick. We only for at least a minute. All right. All right they, preseason has started. Preseason has indeed started. <laughs> and you've seen all these good teams. A lot of major trades was made. A lot of free agency picks up, like Al Horford to yep. the Celtics. Um, and D- Dwayne Wade is now on the Bulls, and, and Kevin Durant's now on the Warriors. And, and people thought Kevin Durant was making a, 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 a wimpy move by going to the Warriors. What I think he just wants to win a championship. I mean, yes, you could have gone to another team it's, instead of a powerhouse team, but I feel like... The man has worked hard. Wouldn't you say so? He deserves at least one chance with a, with a team like the Warriors to um, win a championship? Well, he was able to make the NBA Finals with the, the Thunder. Well, yeah, but back th- when they played the Heat, yeah. The Heat. And they were, of course, unsuccessful. Um, but now, but here's the thing. Back then, Miami was the dominant team because they had LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. But now, the, it's been switched to Golden State because they now have Klay Thompson, Stephen Curry, and now, of course, uh, Kevin Durant. All these uh, big-name uh, players. Draymond uh, Green. Draymond Green. And uh, and they even broke uh, the record for uh, the wins. W- most wins in a regular season. That was made by the Chicago Bulls back when they had Michael Jordan. Yep. But now, they've lost a couple of players, though. Right. Harrison Barnes, including... Who went to the Mavericks? All right, but let's. What other teams could face the Warriors and Cavs? What other team powerhouse would you think could face them? Like the Bulls, could the Bulls take on the Cavs very well? Could the Clippers keep the rivalry of the Warriors going high? I say it's possible for the Bulls to keep up. Um, uh, Derek Rose is no longer there, but uh, they now have uh, Dwayne Wade. Yes, and Rayshon believe, Rondo and, and Rashawn Rondo, and I believe that with those two, they can. Uh, Jimmy Butler help, and yeah. yep. And I believe they could help uh, Chicago move up the ranks. Exactly. And the Bulls could be a big team once more. Mm-hmm. I mean, now Jimmy Butler doesn't have to carry the load. And you don't have to worry about Jakeem Noah getting hurt because he went to the Knicks, if I'm not mistaken, with Derrick Rose. Yep. And you look at all these other teams like the Celtics. They have Avery Bradley, Isaiah Thomas, now Al Horford from the Hawks. And now you've got teams that are building up to take on powerhouses like the Clippers and the Warriors and the Cavs. So... In a way, yet I, I think it'll be an exciting NBA season. I can't wait to see what all these trades end up doing, how the Mavericks will look. Dirk Nowinski's there's been rumors that he might retire after this season, but it hasn't been made clear yet. So if he does, do you think Dirk deserves to go to the to at least the playoffs this year to finish off his final season? He's a great guy. Yes, uh, he is uh, without a doubt a phenomenal player. I remember watching him. Growing up, a very tall guy, very well-known for shooting three-pointers left and right. Um, And I do believe he deserves one more uh, shot at the playoffs. He was able to win the finals with um, uh, the Mavericks. They were able to beat the Heat when they were expected to to win the whole thing. Exactly. And you have to think about who they had. Dirk Nowinski with the fadeaway shot. And they had um, Parsons. They had Tyson Chandler. Jason Terry. Jason Terry. great team and now Dirk Nowinski has seen players come and go yep but yet he's managed to keep a stronghold with the Mavericks showing that he even with players gone like Terry gone that he can still keep it up with the others and it's very I'm very I love him he's one of my favorite players in the NBA I love to watch him now let's move on to the NFL 
right. with the Odell Beckham attitude. What, what's going on? It's like, oh, I'm a great guy. I'm going to be a great role model. Then you see him punching the goals to where they hit him in the face, yep. starting to get fined for hitting Kenny Vaccaro, a hit on Josh Norman. What's going on with Odell? What, is he having a nervous breakdown? <laughs> I think uh, he's just letting uh, the pressure uh, get to him. Uh, be, um, here's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because uh, you're trying uh, to do well in the playoffs. Uh, cause, and when uh, your, your team is doing okay, yeah. then that means the pressure is really on. Uh, yes. Especially since you're going to play a team that's won the Super Bowl a few years ago, uh, coming this Sunday. Um, but uh, I'd say that uh, you just can't let your emotions get the best of you. Um, and uh, just to stay out of trouble. Now, I'll remind you that, yes, the Giants are playing Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The last time these two played, the Giants beat them and moved on to the NFC Championship before they went to the Super Bowl. That was the last time those two played each other, if I'm not mistaken. And that was the second time when the Giants went on to beat the Patriots. Yes. And so, a lot of... This is considered a great game. you got Aaron Rodgers back in his feet. you got a healthy Jordan Nelson. You've got Richard Richard Rodgers and... The, line, the offensive lineman for the Packers has gotten better this year. I mean, you don't see here Aaron Rodgers getting stacked a bunch of times. Definitely. That, yeah, so, and then you've got the Giants who started out 2-0, mm-hmm. lose to the Redskins, mm-hmm. and then they lose to, they get crushed by the Vikings almost. Yep. Because the Vikings look great this year. I mean, but now you have, you have great receivers like Sterling Shepard, Victor Cruz, Sosa, man, is back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you've got great Odell Beckham who's having attitude issues, but that shouldn't affect his play. But you've lost a couple of people on the running game, like Shane Vereen. Mm-hmm. And now so, and Rashad Jennings is hurt. So where do you go from there? Um, well, you have to be prepared to have a backup plan if your two top running backs are, are injured. Because if you don't have a, a, any uh, form of backup plan as to who's going to be your running uh, men, then yeah. it's going to be a long game at Lambeau. Yes. Let's go into the NFL games. NFL picks now with TJ and Will. Will, what NFL games have we written down? All right. Our first game, we have the Redskins visiting the Ravens. Ooh, and you see, I like that one. I mean, the Redskins are starting to get back on their touch. Kirk Cousins starting to become an accurate player again, and he leads the NFL in at completion rating. So you've got him, Deshaun Jackson, Matt Jones getting better with the running game, and you've got great people like Jamison Crowder from Duke right. who stepped up his game. Pierre Garçon, who came out from an injury. Looks better now, but you also have the rape. You also have the Ravens, who started out three and zero, if I'm not mistaken, right? I and they, so. they they lost to the Raiders last week. You got Joe Flacco. They just cut off um, Justin Forsett, but they got a great guy called Terrence West. Yeah, looking great. Well, who do you have in this game, Will? I've got the Redskins upsetting the Ravens. Ooh, man, this is actually a game I had to think about last night to to do this. Uh, this is the one that, uh, well. Redskins have indeed been doing well. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been leading this team very well. They've been surprisingly been doing better ever since they got rid of RG3. Yep, and their defense has gotten better. I mean, yes, you've lost a couple of people, but their backfield is something to worry about because right. D'Angelo Hall got hurt. Josh Norman can't do it on his own. Breland got hurt, and we don't know if Breland's going to be active in this game upcoming. So would you choose the Redskins or would you go with the Ravens? I'm going to go with the Redskins on this one. I like that, yeah. Even as a Cowboy fan, I have to agree. Redskins might win this game. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> ne- next? So next, we have the Jets visiting the Steelers. Ooh. And you see, Jets have struggled these last two games. And you saw the Steelers go get blown out by the Eagles and then come back and dominate the Chiefs. Now, the Jets are struggling with the defense backfield. I know you're a Jets fan, but yes. what's your intake on this? 
Um, well, uh, the thing is, Eric Decker is still uh, questionable uh, for the Jets. And he's one of uh, the, the team's best receivers. Yes. And the Jets cannot afford to have him out. I mean, we they do have Brandon Marshall and Quincy Anunua. Um And uh, the Steelers' defense is going to be pretty tough as well, especially when it's going to be in Heinz Field. Yes, and that's always the tough place to play. And since Darrell Rivas is out as well, their defense is going to be tough going up against the Steelers' offense because Ben Roethlisberger has a really strong arm. Yes, and you've got Le'Veon Bell, who came back last week, looked amazing. Antonio Brown. So... I just can't go against my Jets. I'm going to go with them in a surprise win. It won't be easy, but I believe we'll get the job done. And I'm, I hate to say this because I just, I don't like the Steelers. I'm not a big fan of the Steelers, no. but I think the Steelers will pull will win 28 to 10. Okay, will be my score. All right. What's next game? All right. Next we have the Falcons going to Mile High City against the Broncos. And this is going to be a game. Both teams undefeated. You saw the Falcons beat the Panthers in a shootout game. Julio Jones with 300 passing, 300, pa- 300 receiving yards, and, and Matt Ryan with over 503 passing yards. And now you come into a dominant Broncos defense, who DeMarcus Ware is questionable. We haven't seen DeMarcus Ware play, but you've mm-hmm. seen Von Miller, the, the guy who was a rookie last year from Missouri, Shane Ray, yep. Aqib Talib. And so who do you have? Will the Broncos defense outcome the Falcons offense? Um... Well, uh, as much as uh, the Atlanta defense has been uh, uh, has been amazing so far, I think it's gonna be a really tough when they go to Denver because playing playing against the Broncos, especially in their home stadium, is possibly one of the toughest stadiums you'll get to play in. So I'm gonna say by a touchdown, Broncos win. Awesome. I I'm going with the Broncos on this one. Who's next? We got All right. Next we have. Uh, A.J. Green and Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Got Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. I love my boys. But our defense has struggled in the backfield, especially in the backfield. I hate to say this, but I'm going with the Cowboys in the upset, 17-14. to 14. <laughs> so, Hey, see, you're picking an upset, too, just like I'm doing with the Jets and Steelers. Exactly. All right. But I, I just think Ezekiel Elliott will somehow break through the Bengals defense, who has struggled a little bit. All right. So the Bengals have been a playoff material team so far, and they got – some really good players. Uh, I mean, uh, the Jets came close to, to beating uh, them. We yeah. we proved that we could hang with uh, some of the tough teams. Yeah. But uh, let's go to the Cowboys and Bengals now. A.J. Green, one of the top receivers in the NFL right now, along with uh, Andy Dalton. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that they're a, a double threat. Yes. But uh, when, when you play against uh, Dak Prescott, uh, who is – a rookie who came out of nowhere and is now uh, starting to lead the Cowboys in the right path. Yes. I think that Dallas is actually onto something, uh-huh. and I'm going to go with the Cowboys on this one. Right, let's go ahead and finish these NFL picks. All right. Next, we have uh, Packers hosting the Giants. I've got the Packers on that one. I think the Packers will beat the Giants. It won't be. It'll be a close game. I think 28 to 27 will be my prediction. Wow, that's actually a very close game. Um. Uh, yeah, the Giants' offense is going to have a tough time with most of their uh, guys uh, out, and uh, they're going to have to protect uh, Eli from Clay Matthews uh, yes. at almost all times. But I believe uh, it will be a close game, and I'm going to pick uh, Packers to be victorious. We have one more NFL pick, don't we? Um, no, that's actually yeah. We all right. went for five. Let's go to college football now. College football, pretty impressive games this week, like Tennessee taking Texas A&M. 
Arkansas and Alabama, UNC versus Virginia Tech, and the big rivalry, Florida State and Miami. Let's start the pick, shall we? All right. Next, we have first we have Florida versus LSU. That's being moved to another time. And, so, the and it, has it been decided yet? Have we found out? I have not found out yet, but I do believe it will be somewhere in the south. Yes. Wait, what's the next game that hasn't been postponed due to the hurricane? Um, well, let's do... Okay, we'll go to that game another time. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma, the Red River shootout. Oh, well, Texas has struggled. Their defense has struggled to stop, which Oklahoma is great with their offense. Baker Mayfield. I love my Texas Longhorns. I love Charlie Strong. And I've got Texas winning 30-27. to 27. It'll be a... It's always a great game, except when Oklahoma is a strong team. But I'm going Texas on this one. All right. And I do like Texas as well. In fact, I loved them when I was younger. Me too. Because there was I remember the time when they were a football powerhouse. Yes, with Colt McCoy and Jordan Shipley. Oh, it was amazing. Yep, and during the Mac Brown era. Yes, that was during the Mac Brown era. But they're gonna and they're gonna be playing in a stadium of over one hundred thousand people at the Texas State Fair. What at the I'm... Texas State Fair. Yeah. It, it, Pretty um, this is actually a game that I had a tough time uh, deciding, but I believe that by a field goal, Oklahoma will win. That's All right. impressive. Next, what next game? Next, we have number nine, Tennessee, going up against number eight, Texas A&M. Tennessee has come back every time, and they've managed to win either at the last second or with a minute left to go. I don't think they'll do that against Texas a and I love their def- Texas A&M's defense. With the, um, I can't remember his name, but I love him on defense. He's projected to go first round. of the Miles Garrett. Oh, okay. I love Miles Garrett, and I think Texas A&M outdoes them big time. All right. Now, I like Tennessee. I think their quarterback, Joshua Dobbs, is a kind of an underrated quarterback, and he's not giving them that much attention. Yes. But the, the one difference uh, between uh, Tennessee and Texas A&M, despite them being in the top 10 and them being 5-0, and yes. is that uh, they're going to be playing uh, in a st- – in a state, in another stadium that's filled with over one hundred thousand people. Yeah. In fact, one hundred and two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just uh, think, it, just don't think how the Volunteers yeah. are, are going to be able to do well yes. in College Station. I'm going with the Aggies. Yeah, and the running back is questionable too. Yep. What's the next game? Next, we have uh, Virginia Tech going up against North Carolina. As a Duke fan, I despise UNC, but you've got to look at the football statistics. I mean, I lo- this quarterback they have is better than Marquise Williams passing-wise. And UNC has managed to motor their offense. Yes, they lost the first game, but they, for some reason they always lose the first game these past two seasons, and then they do amazing. And you've got a Virginia Tech team who has done okay. They haven't played nobody except Tennessee, who they lost to. But the other teams that they've beaten are crud. No yeah. offense to those teams. Right. So I'm going to have to go with UNC on this one. All right. Now, this is another game I had a bit of a tough time on. Um, but I had to look at the one major uh, fact, and that yeah. was uh, North Carolina being able to upset Florida State last week with a 50-yard field goal. Exactly. Now, uh, with that, they can't get cocky. Exactly. Because uh, they're playing against another ranked uh, team, even though they will be home. But uh, Mitch Trubinsky has been uh, impressive so far with the yes. Tar Heels. And with his help, I believe they'll get the job done against the Hokies. Next pick. Who's the next pick we got? Next we got uh, the defending national champions, Alabama, going up against Arkansas. Arkansas has a good team this year. They almost beat Texas A&M, but blew it later in the quarter, fourth quarter. And I like Alabama to dominate. this. Arkansas never plays well against Alabama. The last time they did this, back in 2011, when they had um, that quarterback, Tyler. Right. So I've got Alabama winning this one. All right, uh, this is actually a tough one. Uh, okay, sort of, 
because Jalen Hurd has been a decent quarterback for Alabama, but yes. all the players have been pretty good so far. Uh, in fact, I think Alabama is one of the schools that has the most NFL draft picks. Uh, yes. Um, but I'd say uh, by 14, uh, Alabama wins this one. All right, next one. Next, we have number five, Washington visiting Oregon. Washington, Oregon has struggled too much this year. I like Royce Freeman from Oregon. I think Washington, led by quarterback Jake Browning, wins this one. We got to hurry. No, because I was watching the Washington-Stanford game uh, on Friday <laughs> night. I thought this was going to be a very close game, and boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I thought so, too. Washington but... just blew Stanford away, and Stanford was just getting sacked and penalized left and right. This is going to be different, though, since they're going to be in Eugene. But I believe Washington will beat Oregon. Next one. What's the next one? I know we have like two more probably left. Uh, last one. Uh, number 23, oh. Florida State, going up against number 10, Miami. Now, Florida State has shown weakness. They came back against Ole Miss. But then you have um, Miami, who has played so exceptionally well, especially with the run game. The run game has been impressive. Florida State's defense is not as good as it used to be. I've got Miami. Everyone's got Florida State upsetting them. I've got Miami winning this one. Oh man, uh, well... This was a tough pick for me. Yeah, this was actually a tough one. I like uh, Florida State's rushing uh, defense. Uh, r- no, not rushing defense, rushing offense. Um, uh, their running back has been doing pretty good, and so is their quarterback. Um, but uh, Miami, on the other hand, uh, they've been doing uh, very good as well. This is a fairly heated rivalry, I could say. Yes. It, it's it's not like, you know, Iron Bowl or Ohio State and Michigan, but yeah. it's uh, somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with uh, Miami, the home team, Justin. Uh, yes, good job. Yeah. Two more picks. Gardner-Webb or Presbyterian. <laughs> you know I can't go against the Bulldogs. Me I'm neither. Gardner-Webb. Gardner and there's one game I was very interested in. Notre yeah. Dame and NC State. I That really interests me. NC State... Has done okay. I mean, the loss to ECU really shows how weak they've gotten a little bit. But um, Notre Dame's gotten weaker. I mean, you lose to Duke 38-35, to go Blue Devils. But <laughs> this is going to be a good one. People got State winning this one. I'm taking State in this one, too. I think State wins 35-31. Crazy score, I know. But right. I think that. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, I was actually surprised to see Notre Dame struggle a lot because uh, they were a pretty dominant football team as well. In fact, they made the national championship before before they got blown out by Alabama. Um, but uh, and since they have new coaches and everything, I I believe they'll somewhat make progress, but maybe not enough. I'm gonna go with the, the Wolfpack on this one as well. And the last time Notre Dame had a losing record was back in the 1970s. So. It's crazy to see them fall like this. Well, that's our show, folks. You're listening to TJ. And Will. And this is Zero Zero Quarters. Quarters. We'll see you next Friday.